This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. We've got uh, quite a program coming up for you. Some some, uh, incredible news that I don't think I've ever seen come from our country before. Uh, Coming up in just a second. When you walk out the door in the morning, you turn back, you look at your house. Are you looking at a safe haven? Are you looking at how am I going to pay for this? Um, I, uh, you know, our credit cards are are going out of control. People had paid their credit card debt down. Now they're back in debt with credit cards and interest rates are coming back up. Please, please, please just find out if American financing can help you. If you're, you know, you think, well, we're okay now. Please get ahead of this. It is going to get worse before it gets better. Right now, you could uh, have American Financing help you with a consolidation loan or refinancing your house at maybe a fixed rate would be really good. And you could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Go there now. Program begins in just a minute. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I am going to share a couple of stories with you today, uh, to the best of my ability. Um, Both stories I have never faced before. Um, One story I don't think I can tell you about legally, um, but I'll try to give you a thumbnail. And the other one is a story that in 45 years of broadcasting, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Um, at least from our country, we begin in 60 seconds. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. This comes from personal experience. Um, uh, and it comes from a, uh, a situation to where I was in really bad pain for a long time. Um, We tried to hide it for a long time because it was it was really debilitating. And um, and I couldn't I just couldn't go on that way anymore. 
our relationship even changed because of this, because uh, my life was so different off the air that I felt like I had lost my connection with you because I'm I just I just blurt stuff out all the time. And it really bothered me. Uh, not only that, but I thought, you know, I thought my career was done and I thought I was just going to go home and just be in pain. And that's the way, you know, that's the end of that story. My wife said, please try Relief Factor. I'm like, honey, we have been to the best doctors. Do you really think something that's made with, you know, secret herbs and spices is really going to get rid of my pain? She said, try everything. I said, it's not going to work. Okay. So I took it for three weeks and I didn't think it was working. And then I stopped taking it and my pain came rushing back. And I was like, oh my gosh, it is working. It's really working. Now I'm rarely in pain. It is fantastic. Three week quick start developed just for youth. $19.95, a dollar a day, like a trial pack. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Hello, Stu. How are you? Go ahead. How are you? Oh, you know. It's a ring endorsement of how you feel today. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. You're a little uh, a little tense, I noticed, coming in. There's uh, some news that seems to be a tad bothersome for yeah, there is, the future um, of the Republic. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a couple of uh, stories out that are, uh, are quite disturbing. Um, I, um, I think I'm going to start with with this one, and I want to read it verbatim. Um, it's from Rolling Stone magazine, something that I don't usually go to for all my facts and figures, but or anything else, or anything else. Mm-hmm. But this is um, this is a really disturbing story, and usually the Rolling Stone magazine is on the left, and so for them to bring this story to light uh, is quite remarkable. A minute before 5 a.m., April 27th, ABC News journalist James Gordon Meek fired off a single tweet with a single word, facts. The network's national security investigative producer was responding to a former CIA agent uh, and his take that the Ukrainian military, with assistance from the U.S., was thriving against Russian forces. This agent's tweet, filled with acronyms indecipherable to the layperson like TTPs, UW, and EW, was itself a reply to a missive from Washington Post Pentagon reporter who noted the wealth of information that the U.S. military had gathered about Russian ops just by observing their combat strategy in real time. The interchange illustrated the interplay between the national security community and those who cover it. And no one straddled both worlds quite like ABC News Meek. He was an Emmy-winning deep-dive journalist who was a former senior counterterrorism advisor and investigator for the House Homeland Security Commission. His detractors within ABC... Meek was something of a military fanboy, but his track record of exclusives was undeniable, breaking the news of foiled terrorist plots in New York City and the Army's cover-up of the fratricidal death of uh, Private First Class David Sherratt in Iraq. 
a bombshell that earned Meek a face-to-face meeting with President Obama. With nine years at ABC under his belt, a buzzy Hulu documentary poised for Emmy attention, and an upcoming book on the military's chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan, the 52-year-old journalist seemed to be at the height of his powers and the pinnacle of his profession. But outside his Arlington, Virginia apartment, a surreal scene was unfolding, and his storied career was about to come crashing down. Meek's tweet marked the last time he posted on Twitter. The first thing Meek's neighbor, John Anatoly, noticed that morning was a black utility vehicle with blacked out windows blocking traffic in both directions on Columbus Pike. It was just before dawn on that brisk April day, and self-described police vehicle historian Anatoly was about to grab a coffee at Starbucks before embarking, embarking on his daily three-mile walk. He inched closer to get a better vantage, and when he saw an olive green Lenko Bearcat G2, an armored tactical vehicle often employed by the FBI, among other law enforcement agencies, a few Arlington County cruisers surrounded the jaw-dropping scene. But all of the other vehicles were unmarked, including the Bearcat. Anatoly uh, counted uh, at least 10 heavily armed personnel in the group. None bore anything identifying which agency was conducting the raid. Just after 10 minutes, the operation inside the Siena Park apartment complex, a six-story upscale building for D.C. professionals, uh, was over. They didn't stick around. They took off pretty quickly and headed west on Columbia Pike towards Fairfax County. Most people seeing that green vehicle will think it's some sort of a tank. But I knew it was a Lenko Bearcat. It's a vehicle designed to jump out of so you can do a raid in a quick amount of time. And it can return fire if they're being fired upon. Multiple sources familiar with the matter say Meek was the target of an FBI raid at the Siena Park Apartments, where he had been living on the top floor for more than a decade. An FBI representative told Rolling Stone its agents were present on the morning of April 27th at that block, but they could not comment further due to an ongoing investigation. Meek has not been charged with a crime. But independent observers believe the raid was among the first and quite possibly the first to be carried out on a journalist by the Biden administration. A federal magistrate judge in the Virginia Eastern District Court signed off on a search warrant that day before the raid. If the raid was for Meeks records, U.S. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco would have had to give her blessings. A new policy enacted last year prohibits federal prosecutors from seizing journalist documents. Any exception requires the deputy AG's approval. They said, to my knowledge, there hasn't been any case since January 2021. In the raid's aftermath, Meek has made himself scarce. Now, that's the first time this story takes a turn now. And I'm not sure what we're getting here. 
In the raid's aftermath, Meek has made himself scarce. None of his Siena Park neighbors with whom Rolling Stone spoke with have seen him since, with his apartment now appearing to be vacant. Siena Park management declined to confirm that their longtime tenant was gone, citing privacy policies. Huh. Okay. Similarly, uh, similarly, yeah, you know, uh, several ABC News colleagues who are accustomed to unraveling mysteries and cracking investigative stories tell Rolling Stones they have no idea what happened to Meek. He just fell off the face of the earth. And when people are asked, no one knows the answer. ABC representative tells Rolling Stone, uh, yeah, he resigned abruptly and he hasn't worked for us for months. Really? Sources familiar with the matter say federal agents allegedly found classified information on Meek's laptop during their raid. One investigative journalist who worked with Meek says it would be highly unusual for a reporter or a producer to keep any classified information on his computer. So now what happened to him? He hasn't been seen since April. The story goes on to, I don't know, it, it, it just gets fuzzy at the end. Let me read you the last, uh, uh, last paragraph. It is unclear what story, if any, would have put Meek in the FBI crosshairs. Meek worked on extremely sensitive topics from high-profile terrorists in America uh, and Americans held abroad and the, uh, the, and the exploits of Eric Prince, the founder of the military co- uh, contractor Blackwater. In recent years, some of Meek's highest-profile reporting delved into an ambush by ISIS, left four American Green Berets dead. Meek and ABC adapted the story in a feature-length documentary, which debuted last year on Veterans Day. On Hulu. Hmm. Okay. Is anyone... A. Do we live now in Russia? The FBI is completely and totally out of control. A Emmy award-winning journalist... Tweets facts and then is whisked away into black. We don't know if it's the FBI into black vans where no one is wearing identification on their flak jacket. Now, this sticks out to me because last night I talked to one of the guys swept up by the AB, by uh, the FBI. Remember the the father of 11 He was on my show last night and I said, you know, how did it happen? He said they were pounding on the doors, pounding on the windows. He said, I opened the window to see what was going on. They had guns pointed at the front door. I went to the door and I said, I'm opening the door now. I asked them for identification and the FBI guy pointed to his chest with the little Velcro thing that said FBI. And he said, that's your identification. Now, that's disturbing in the first place. But these guys didn't have any markings. 
Why? And where is this guy? And why isn't why isn't the world of ABC on fire? Where are the journalists? If Donald Trump had anyone in a gray sedan, not even a black van, a gray sedan, an old one from the 60s, and an old lady got out and said, hey, I'm with the Trump administration, and I just like to ask you about an article, they would have been screaming to high heaven. Now we have a, a, a FBI that is completely out of control, and they pick up a journalist in April, and we're just hearing about it now? That might be the most disturbing part of the story. Uh, uh, the fact that a journalist could be taken out of their home in a raid by the government and no one, no journalist reports it. No one's tweeting about it. There's no discussions for six months. Yeah. And by the way, his uh, partner who worked with him on the, the, uh, on the documentary that they produced, he told Rolling Stone, uh, I'm not commenting on this story and then hung up. This is not good, America. This is not good. The fear and the madness has got to stop. We must end it November 8th. We must end end it november 8th i don't think america i don't know i don't watch mainstream media anymore so i don't know what everybody else is saying i don't even listen to other talk radio shows i don't listen to anything so i don't know what warnings you're getting elsewhere but if you're not hearing an urgent warning on the loss of your country our bill of rights your freedom and your economic freedom uh, you're listening to the wrong people. This is very disturbing. And uh, when we come back, I'll try to tell you about the other story that I don't think even legally I can. It's a fun world. In a minute. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Would you tell me? Stu, honestly, am I, I just want to check myself. Am I overreacting to these things? Am I giving wrong advice? Am I looking at all of these pieces and at any time are you going, clank, 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 relax? I think a lot of people are feeling the same way you are. Okay. I, I do. I mean, I, I think, we, again, we don't know the story. Don't know the we, story. We might find out that it, there's an explanation for this. There's a, there's an anecdote in there where one of his coworkers says he called me up and he said he had all sorts of real problems in his life and he had to pull out of a project. Which which bothered me. It bothered me. It, but- it bothered me because it, it led you to believe that he might be suicidal. Right. And no, that's, I know. That's, that's, <laughs> that doesn't help that story. No, but it yeah. could be, right? Like, that's could true. Be. But that's just one element of a million stories we've done over the past couple of months that you, make you think there are massive problems going on. But, you know, somebody disappears from April until October. Yeah, that's and a, you don't find a body. 
and nobody's doing a manhunt. Nobody is nobody's even talking about this story. How is that possible? How is it possible? How is the media forget forget the government actually doing it, which would be incredibly disturbing. But why? Where are this guy's friends? These guys, this guy's associates, the people who he depended on, who depended on him. Why weren't they out telling the story four or five months ago? All right, let me do the commercial here real quick. It's, uh, <laughs> it's American financing. Um, you know, we, we are in, it's really weird. Right now, with an exception of inflation, when you look at the loan rate, we're about 5%. Historically, verify this if you can. That's like a pretty low rate. Yeah. If you go back, yeah. you know, 40 years, 30 years, that's a low rate. So we are historically at a really pretty good rate. Okay. Average, maybe 6%, 7%. But we're looking at 5% going, this is insane. No, the world went insane after the crash in 08. The world went insane. That wasn't normal. Now, the extra whammy is how much you have to pay for everything because of inflation. American financing is there to help you. If you are trying to buy a new house, they can help you get the best loan. If you are um, struggling with your, your credit cards, they may be able to help you. Please call them for a financial review. It's free, no strings attached. It'll take you about 10 minutes. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Uh, 800-906-2440. It's American Financing or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Huh. Welcome to the... Um, this is, uh, this is amazing. This is amazing. Um, Simon & Schuster, I'm just reading this uh, some more. Um, he co-authored Americans Who Undertook One Last Mission and Honored Promise in Afghanistan, which he co-authored with Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann, a retired Green Beret. Um, Meek even featured a picture of the soon-to-published book in his bio and social media. But post-April 27th, the book jacket photo disappeared from his bio and Simon and Schuster scrubbed his name from all of the press materials. The first sentence of the jacket previously read in April, ABC News correspondent James Gordon got an urgent call from a special forces operator serving overseas. Now it says in April, an urgent call was placed from a special forces operation serving overseas. Why is he being erased? Why is he being erased? Welcome to 1982, gang. Back in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. Every day that you're not protecting or not being protected when you get online is a day you might end up losing something. You might lose your identity. Quite honestly, you might lose your children. I feel like today, I just, I mean, this is, it's every day is different. Every day is like 
every week is like a decade. It's moving so quickly. And I, I, I just want you to know that we're going to be fine. And there are things that you can do and we can do that are really important. But one of the things is you just have to have people watching your back while you're busy doing things. And online, no one can prevent all identity theft. But it is a real problem, especially if we're getting into a digital war with somebody like Russia. Um, LifeLock will help protect what's yours. LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save 25%. LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. Promo code Beck or 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code Beck at LifeLock.com. All the best election coverage at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You can use the promo code Glenn to save yourself 10 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Um, my staff is reaching out to the FCC to have a conversation about something that I will... Uh, I will delay a day um, and uh, see what see what my team. I, I I need to tell you this story, but I don't think legally I can. And I want to I want you to hear the story. The gloves have to come off. Uh, and uh, I think our attorneys and the FCC need to be involved uh and before i move forward if if not well then uh we'll tell you the story in another way um but uh the gloves need to come off and i want some answers so we'll get to the second story i was telling you that i'm not sure i can tell you (laughs) on the air We'll give you an update. Hopefully tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, I will tell you the story. It's just, a weird time to do a radio show. It is that. a. I've never mm-hmm. dealt with this. Yeah, I, you've been in it for twenty-two years, right? Twenty-four. Four. Yeah, twenty-four yeah. years. I've been doing this for forty-five. Nothing like this ever, ever. People need to understand that. And when you listen to people like Joe Rogan or or. Uh, you know, uh, Dave Rubin or any of really good podcasters, that's podcast. They haven't seen broadcast, so they don't know the standards that we've always had to live up to. And they were without question. You, We never even got close to those things. You never had when you have media experience. And you're not one of the club or the cult. When you have that and you see how much things have changed. And I mean, it's just it's remarkable and how fast it is changing. Uh, All right. We we were talking about this story from Rolling Stone and Stu and I were talking about off off the air. And I I think we should talk about it some more because there's there's. ABC ABC News Producers Home rated by FBI. This is from the Rolling Stone. Why is this only in the Rolling Stone? Emmy Award winning producer James Gordon Meek at his home rated by the FBI. This is back in April. 
Colleagues say they haven't seen him since. The neighbors haven't seen him since. His home is now just vacant. Um, Looks like it's empty. What happened? Where is he? Is there a missing persons report out on him? Is there anybody in his life? Why doesn't the story quote anyone from his family? Now, maybe, maybe because, you know, the, the one guy, he was his, uh, his director and producer on a film that they were working on that they won the Emmy for. When Rolling Stone contacted him about, you know, hey, where is he? What happened? All he said was, I'm not commenting on this story and hung up the phone. His colleagues, investigative journalists at ABC, have no idea what happened to him. He was just picked up five o'clock in the morning. And after he tweeted facts, that was his last tweet. And then gone. Now, in reading the story, and I can't explain this other than a feeling because the story kind of changes halfway through. It makes this incredible charge. Now, either Rolling Stone, which is possible, Rolling Stone has something and they're hyping it up. But why would they do that? So they're making it look like, oh, this is something cloak and dagger. You know, the FBI that maybe because they don't like the FBI. Good. Stand in line. (laughs) Maybe it's because that's the way they are. But that doesn't make sense in today's world where journalists are supposed to love the FBI. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly Rolling Stone is left wing, but they also have that they have a strain of, you know, something I don't know, like the intercept, right? The, like a, a sort of anti uh, military. military, anti-law enforcement strain to their reporting that you could see them being critical even when a Democrat is in office. Um, and I, we should also point out, to be fair, Rolling Stone does not have the best record when it comes to telling factual stories. True, true. <laughs> I mean, like they have true. had massive payouts they've had to make. If I remember right, they were one of the ones, what, weren't they the uh, the, oh, yeah. the Virginia yeah, case they were. where they, they basically accused this team of rape. Rape, right, yeah, she's accused of, 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 of rape and, and it was a big scandal and then the whole thing fell apart. Correct. So they've had, they've had many, many they've issues had, over the years. Okay, so, but here's the thing. In the first part of the story, they make it, they, they lead you to believe that he's gone. He's just gone. Nobody's seen him. I mean, they say that. Nobody has seen him. No one knows where he is. The last time anyone saw him was the morning of the FBI raid. This is in April. But then the next paragraph in the raid's aftermath, Meek has made himself scarce. Now, that's not making yourself scarce. Yeah, that, uh, that means <laughs> you, you've made yourself invisible. You've fallen well, off the map. Well, I think the accusation is that he didn't make himself anything. Right. The point is he was made by outside Correct. forces Correct. to be invisible. So that, But that bothers me. That sentence bothers me because yeah. that says the reporter is either hyping and doesn't really have everything but enough for the story to be printed But the editor comes in and says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't say they took him and he disappeared because do you know that? Well, no. Okay. I need you to soften this up because then for a couple of paragraphs, it kind of kind of softens it up. Nowhere does it say they did anything to him. 
And then one colleague, the colleague that, you know, co-wrote a book and was the co-writer of this book, the guy who's had that now handed to him and Meeks's name is completely off the book and he's been entirely taken out for what what reason? What reason? He's the one who says, yeah, he called me and he said he was just distraught and said, I can't work on the book anymore. And I said, you know, I understand. Okay. Yeah. And that that would be the reason, right? In theory, if you believe the narrative of the story that uh, he's saying that the, I mean, like the alternate theory here would be that this guy just has massive problems going on. Maybe his people around him don't want to talk about it because he's, you know, I'm again, I'm just throwing this stuff out there. But like he's in rehab or he's he's having emotional problems or, you know, some some sort of physical ailment. But that doesn't it doesn't line up with the fact that this all seems to have happened after the FBI raid. Right. Like that's that's the part of it. If there was no FBI raid, you might say, well, why is this guy missing? We don't have any answers. So what if I were the editor, I would be asking, is there a missing persons report out on him? Mm -hmm. Has anybody filed a missing persons? This guy can't be a guy that can just disappear and has no friend that says, hey, you know, I'm really concerned with him. We haven't seen him since April. He hasn't tweeted. He hasn't done anything since April. Hmm. You you know, if you're a good friend of his or a family member and you think that he's having some issues you were even stronger on that. Yeah. And they don't have family members quoted. In they there. have no family They're members. They're not saying, hey, we're looking for him too. We don't understand. It's coworkers, and, you know, coworkers could, it's possible, you know, certainly in this day and age when everyone's working at home, I mean, you might not see a coworker for a long period of time. You'd think they wouldn't write the story, though, if they did not have an indication. Like, if they, were, if, if they knew 10 minutes after they write it that one of their family members would say, I, I just saw him at lunch yesterday. Yeah, like, mean, you have to have guys, some source of confirmation. Yeah, he, so he's not in New York. Have you looked right. at his hometown? Right. You he's, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He just took a, he took a different job. He's been working at, you know, uh, yeah. at, at be like, Taco Bell be like for the past six months. would be like you saying, I was here one day. It was the summer. Glenn just disappeared for months. He's been gone since June, and it's August. Yeah, I'm, I'm up in the mountains, man. Right. What you, he's at the ranch. He's at the ranch. I mean, it's just, <laughs> right. you can't do that. Right. They, they don't, I assume they want to avoid looking that dumb today if a family member's like, hey, oh, here he is. We swam in the pool yesterday. Like, I, you know, you, you want to have some belief in the media, I guess. But what, I think what's more shocking here, and we're, we're picking apart this report, but why weren't these people asking questions about their friend, about their coworker? Where were the reporters why? when they can write about every rumor about Donald Trump? They can accuse him of being a Russian asset for five years, but they don't have but any interest friend. in their own friend and his whereabouts. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. That's why I started this hour with never seen this in America mm. before. I've never seen this in America. This is what you expect in a banana republic. This is what you expect government to do uh, in in Russia. And and the the idea again that he had classified information on his laptop. He's a journalist. He's protected by law. And they recently reinforced that law. By saying, if it's a journalist's laptop, you have to have the assistant AG 
to sign off on that warrant. The AG didn't. So how how is that even? How does that square with the story? Why did they conduct the raid with the rumors that they were looking for some classified information? You can't conduct the raid for that on a journalist. You've broken the law. Now, the good news is the FBI is looking into it. So as soon as they get those, as soon as they get those uh, pro-life clinic bombers, they're on this one. They'll be on this one. Memories can be a lot like the old game telephone. Uh, you, uh, you start, you just say something, and then it's whispered to the next person. And it's not quite right. And before you know it, it's completely gone. That's why photographs and home movies and videos are so important. Problem is, those old formats don't hold up forever. I don't know about you, but I really think we're missing. We take so many pictures now, but we don't keep the ones that we don't like where somebody's making a weird face. You know, those are the photographs that I grew up with. My sister with the crossed eyes in that picture or me looking like a doofus in this. You don't have those anymore. And that distorts our view and our memories completely. You know, we have all kinds of filters now. Can we just film it in natural light? Can we just show what it was really like? Can we? The memories that we had, you know, if you took videos of your kids, those videos are only meant to last about 10 years and then they start to decay. You need, don't put them in your VCR if you have one. You've got to have them um, transferred into digital because they will be gone. Will be gone. Legacy Box is here to safeguard those memories, which you should uh, you should send in. I mean, I've done this with Tanya and her families. I keep asking my kids all I want. I even have the legacy boxes. They're sitting right there. All I want is for somebody to go through our family photos. We just done this for Tanya's mom and dad. They capture all the old photos and home videos. You save them on a disc or in the cloud. They ship back the originals. It is fast. It is easy. It's safe for your memories. Legacy Box, offering a huge discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Take advantage of the exclusive offer. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Hey, this year, Mercury One has continued to help in Florida. We have been on the ground in Florida. We're still on the ground in Florida trying to help uh, rebuilding, you know, houses and rebuilding lives. Uh, Also, we've helped in Detroit rebuilding the roofs there, um, helping so many people, our partners all across the country. We've had teacher conferences, family conferences, pastor, student politician conferences at the American Journey Experience to help teach them the truth about American history and how we move forward. Every time you donate uh, to Mercury One, I promise you, I always say this, that your dollars go to that fund. They don't go to pay the employees, you know, over across the brickyard here at Mercury One. Your dollars go to that specific thing. The way I can promise you that is we have once a year a big event to raise funds. This year event is sold out, but 
We have other ways you can help keep the lights on. Uh, MercuryOne.org. You can go there and donate for our Maximum Impact Fund. We also have a live auction going on now, and there's a raffle. We We really need your help. We are trying to restore the human spirit and restore the true history of our country. Uh, you can go to mercuryone.org to be a part of something really incredible. Uh, again, I think this is going to be broadcast on the 28th. You can't get into it now, but I think we're going to be broadcasting um, on either online. I don't think it's on the blaze, but it will be online for sure. October 29th, mercuryone.org. Help us help America. All righty, Stu. We have coming up in uh, just a second. Uh, we have Thomas Massey on, mm. and we want to understand exactly what the CDC is voting on regarding the COVID nineteen vaccine for children. Now, we gave you a story yesterday that was talking about the legal liability that is going now back to Pfizer and Moderna. And uh, it said that they were going to vote today on, you know, putting it in with, uh, you know, mumps and polio vaccines. You know how many vaccines your kids are required to have now? Required to have by 18. I do not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. It's just an astounding number. I'm not anti-vaccine at all. Uh, 77 or 78. This vaccine bothers me because I think this is a way to skirt around uh, the uh, the lawsuits that could come. Again, this was an experimental vaccine. Um, what is the real record on that? And I want to talk to him about the FBI. Thomas Massey joins us. The Glenn Beck Program. Made in America, there is a reason that that has always carried a lot of weight with consumers. Made in America used to really mean something. Made in America meant that uh, it was just of a higher quality. And every piece of it from the ground up, you knew you were getting true quality. A product with true merit made by people, your neighbors in this country for a fair wage. Well, that is what you're going to get when you buy American Giant clothing. Every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled here in America. So you're not just buying clothing. You're investing in the process that will help us save this country by bringing manufacturing back. America Giant, American Giant is doing their part from the cotton to the farmers to the the seamstress to the rivet and the copper, all of it from America. There's an American giant in all of us. Go to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Check them out now. Made in America means something again.
are about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. There is a lot going on from the COVID-19 vaccine uh, to the FBI. Now, 22 people have been scooped up. You can rest assured not a single one of them had anything to do with the firebombings of pro-life clinics or destruction of property or the vandalization of 170 churches in America. Don't worry. They're going to get to that after. They got the real dangerous prayer people out. Uh, We're going to talk about that, a missing journalist, uh, the FBI, and we begin with COVID and Thomas Massey in 60 seconds. Housing market has begun to calm down a little, and as long as inflation doesn't completely destroy things, it will likely continue settling down to a normal range. Now could be a decent time for you if you're looking to buy or sell your home. And uh, I hope it gets better, but uh, I'm not so sure. Um, You put your trust in me when it comes to advice on a lot of things. And I want you to know how seriously I take that. I don't recommend something or someone unless I'm confident about them. That's why I am proud of my company, Real Estate Agents I Trust. We work with people who are your neighbors, your friends. All of them really pretty much are a fan of the show. Um, And they're also fantastically good at whatever it is that we do. And we make sure of that because we only partner with people who understand the housing market and know the best practices to get you and your family right where you need to be. So if you need to buy or sell your house, now is the time. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Representative from Kentucky, Thomas Massey. How are you, Tom? Oh, I am doing well, Glenn. (laughs) Good. uh, Something evil is happening today. (sighs) Yeah. So we were having a, I had an early morning uh, producers conference, and there was a story out yesterday that talked about how the CDC was going to vote and try to get the COVID-19 vaccine vaccination into the, you know, you know, mumps and rubella uh, category. And it would protect them if they could. It would protect them from lawsuits. And then this morning in the meeting, a couple of my producers said, no, that is not happening today. We can't find it anywhere on the schedule. What's happening? It's happening. It is it's happening. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Uh, I'm a U.S. congressman who does not go off half-cocked here. I have researched this for hours. I watched the entire meeting yesterday. Yesterday, they took a vote on what I call the PPP, the Pfizer Profit Protection Act. Okay, This guarantees that after we go out of this emergency situation, the vaccines will be per- still be purchased by the government. Jeez. That was the vote yesterday. And it was unanimous. Today, it was unanimous, 15 to 0. Today, at 1.20, on their schedule, there's a vote on adding COVID-19 to the childhood immunization schedule. Now, what, what your producers are correct about is that this won't make it mandatory for schools in every state, not immediately, 
But in some states, it will when it kicks in. Now, it looks like based on the meeting I was watching this morning, because it's going on right now. They're doing this right now. Uh, that this will kick in sometime in February. And then it will trigger automatic uh, COVID mandates for schools in several states and for playing sports as well. Now, the, the, uh, as far as liability goes, the vaccine manufacturers aren't worried about that yet. That, that might not happen in this meeting because they've already got, uh, you know, protection from liability under the PrEP Act, which I call medical malpractice martial law. You can't do you, we are literally the PrEP Act overrides every state law and every federal law on the books. And the and Nuremberg even, law. Yes. And the laws of humanity. You, you can't even take them to court. I have, a, I have a woman in my district who went in to get a COVID test. By the way, everything's covered. If it has anything to do with COVID and it's under an EUA, everything's covered by the PrEP Act. A woman in my district in Kentucky went to the hospital to get a COVID test. They stuck the swab so far up her nose, they punctured the membrane that keeps your brain fluid in. Oh, my it gosh. It leaked into her throat, required surgery to fix, and they could, she could not sue the people that did that to her. Because they said they didn't do it on purpose. That's how expansive the PrEP Act is. So they're not worried about liability right now, the vaccine manufacturers. But they want to get this on the childhood schedule. I've got a slide that was presented yesterday by Dr. Sarah Oliver at their meeting that says, incorporation of COVID-19 vaccines in the immunization schedule is an important step toward inclusion of COVID-19 vaccines in routine vaccination program. Now, what that means, she's saying in the mandatory vaccine programs in many states for your child to attend school. Now, here's, here's another story I want to share with you. You can't escape this. If you're a working mom, a single mom, and you've got kids, the, first and foremost, like, you'd hope your kids get educated at school, but the service they provide is daycare. And a woman contacted me during the COVID uh, shutdowns of the schools. She had to lock her 12-year-old daughter in her apartment while she went to work at a bottling facility for, for soda pop. And uh, she, she said she felt guilty when she was at work because she was afraid her daughter might be eating all of their food, which she didn't know when she could get more of it. A mom like that cannot take her kid to private school. This is a sentence for, for single working parents. And for double parents that work. And for parents that would like to live a normal life, but don't believe that an mRNA uh, vaccine should be put into my child's arm. Absolutely. And, and listen to this. Here's another one of their slides from yesterday. By the way, they're going to vote on this today after lunch. But it, one of their slides yesterday, when they were promoting the vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11, one of the things they promoted as a benefit is rates of myocarditis after primary series in children ages 5 to 11 are considerably lower than rates in adolescents. In other words, myocarditis caused by the vaccine, they are promoting the fact that kids 5 to 11 should get the vaccine because they're at lower risk of getting myocarditis from the vaccine than kids than their older siblings. How about no human-made risk? How about that one? Can we do that one? How about a risk versus reward uh, benefit calculation that takes into account prior infection and natural immunity? Because the CDC is in complete denial of that. 
for children. They don't talk about it in any of their slides. And they also, this goes against all, everything we've ever heard about children are the least uh, likely to get it or to have a bad spell with it. Why? They have, they have another slide where they show, uh, you know, where infants get COVID that are in the hospital and ages 65 and up having COVID. On that slide, it's a graph. You can't even see the line for children ages uh, 5 to 17. They're not even visible in that graph because they're basically on the x-axis. There's just this flat line. You can't even measure them unless you zoom in and zoom in and zoom in. This is not a childhood disease. The, you know, you were mentioning the vaccination schedule for children, for things that children get. This is not a childhood disease that particularly, you know, affects children. It's mostly an adult disease. So, so Thomas, why is this being done? <sighs> if, in the, you know, in, um, in Congress, they teach us not to question the motives of our colleagues. Uh, but I, but I'm not looking to question a motive. They might be thinking that they're doing exactly the right thing. There are people, there are actually people that think reducing the surplus population of earth, um, is a good thing. We called them Nazis, but many of them believe that was the right thing to do. So I'm not questioning motives. I'm asking why, why would you do this? Even if you think you're doing right Science doesn't show that. They, well, I think they want to destroy the control group. And then there, there's absolutely no liability when we reenter the regime where there should be liability. And by the way, the 15 people who voted yesterday are the same ones who are going to vote today. They're chosen to be on that committee because they have doctor or Ph.D. after their name. They are they are the seed that leads to all the mandates for the kids because they give the imprimatur of science to CDC, which is a lot, lacks all credibility, but they, they want to bring in this group. And the group is pre-selected to be cheerleaders for vaccines. But even, even this group was somewhat skeptical of a few slides yesterday. There was a slide that showed that pregnant women, 60 to 70% of pregnant women have gotten the vaccine. And even one of the vaccine cheerleaders said, I find this sketchy. So they're, they're even a little bit doubtful. The votes happened on their agenda at 120 today so what uh, can we do about this well at, <laughs> at one o'clock they, they have 20 minutes of public comment okay yesterday they allowed six people to comment there, there's virtually uh, no chance of getting in orally during that public comment but you can submit something written but i think just raise heck with your congressman because if republicans get the majority back we can defund this activity are we going to? I don't know. It's the question every person, whether they're running for school board or dog catcher or U.S. Senate, needs to be asked in front of a camera, do you support mandatory COVID vaccines for children in order to go to school or, any, or play sports or anything like that? I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat. Don't give anybody a pass unless, they, unless they've answered that question. I, I mean, I have a lot of them. Do you... Uh, um, will you allow the FBI to continue to scoop up old ladies in a bogus face act arrest uh, while not leaving 
you know, not leaving every breadcrumb and every piece of evidence just sitting waiting for an FBI agent to show up on the people who are firebombing pro-life clinics. I mean, this is if the Republicans win, and I think they're going to, and if they win the House and the Senate, I have to tell you, you know this, Thomas, pitchforks and torches are coming because a lot of people know our rights are being lost every day, every day. I, I sound like a broken record on this. I probably mention it every time I go on your show. We've got to separate the spending bills into separate bills. If Republicans do an omnibus bill, the fix is in. They will say we can't get blamed for shutting down the government uh, because we have to win the White House in two years. So we can't defund the FBI's, you know, rounding up old ladies and putting them in jail. Uh, you know, it's about 2024. That's all false. Separate the bills, fund NASA, fund the roads, fund the bridges, you know, pay the soldiers and then defund the 87,000 IRS agents in a separate bill. Well, I think um, I mean, the strategy that I would use if I were on the left, I would uh, have you guys be responsible for, quote, collapsing the economy. Um, and so I think every every single politician is going to be afraid of doing that. And it will wow. be scaremongering tactics. I, I mean, I've already heard oh, on yeah. national media that we are going to lose our credit rating status because we will just default on all of our loans. We don't default. We don't <laughs> default. That's a lie. Is it not? Go ahead. The, the, it is a lie. Here's here's the Thomas Massey plan. If I were speaker the day after I, uh, January 4th, I would pass. And this is hard for me to do. I would pass a continuing resolution that doesn't kick in for nine months. It would fund all of government at, at 90 percent of current levels so that for nine months, Republicans have a runway where Democrats can't say if you don't get your job done, the government's going to shut down. No, the government will be funded at a dime less on the dollar, but we could also cover, make sure we are going to pay off all our debts and we're not going to default in that same CR. And that way you, you take that argument away from the media and, and Joe Biden. You think that you think anybody will listen to you on that one? <laughs> uh, I'm getting, it's getting some traction. Good. It, Good. The, the people who want to hide behind an omnibus don't like it. Uh, and by the way, that CR would only kick in nine months later if we don't do our jobs, which is to pass 12 separate spending bills. Thomas, do we have a a constitutional republic that we're living under right now? We do not. It's We have raw power in the form of uh, a collusion between the, the uh, social media companies, the government, the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, and the FBI, the you know the federal police, it's a it's a collusion. I'll throw in the USDA and the food processors. It's you know in a in a libertarian sort of fantasy, there are no laws to prevent you from doing things, but you still have liability. You still can sue somebody if they hurt you or mislead you or cheat you. But what we live in today, it's it's not even uh, communism. It's a form where. They've empowered the, the private companies 
the government works hand in hand. So when they need to violate your constitutional rights, they use the private company. Right. When they need to violate the law, they use the government. You, you, and they work together. There is a there's a name for that kind of government. Yes, I think there is. <laughs> uh, I won't give it with you on the phone because then you'll have to pay all kinds of prices for it. But don't use the F word. <laughs> uh, Thomas, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Glenn. All right, God bless. Um, please get involved uh, with this. Call your congressman, call your senator and vote. Vote. The fear and madness must end November 8th. We live in an era where the very moral fabric of society itself is being deconstructed right before our eyes. And it's pretty sad when the last days of Sodom and Gomorrah seem like, hey, what do you say we go? What do you say we go to Sodom and Gomorrah? We might be able to relax there a little bit. There's a guy who is uh, standing up against them. You might have heard of him. Uh, he is Jordan Peterson. And there is a new book. Uh, that is out and it's very controversial because the left says it is uh, you want your kids to listen to someone like Jordan Peterson. He all he's saying is, uh, you know, maybe you should um, maybe you should clean your room. There's some things you need to do. Tell the truth. Communicate precisely. Learn from others. Take care of yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Pause to appreciate Take control of yourself before taking on the world. Do meaningful things. Don't be afraid to fall. Keep good company. Act like your best self. Be, uh, bring honor to your family. Wow, those are controversial. This is fantastic. It's the 12 Rules Boot Camp I'm from the Tuttle this. Twins. Oh, you got to send it to you. Read that to your kids. I'm stealing it. That is really good. Isn't yes. It? I mean, they love the Tuttle Twins books. I, this yeah. one we don't have yet. And uh, now we do. Yeah. It, well, no, that's mine. No. But that's my possession is nine tenths of the law. All you have to do, all you have to do, get a free copy right now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get it right now. Just a couple of more days. It will be free. Pay for shipping. That's it. Go there now. Tuttle Twins and the 12 Rules Boot Camp. While supplies last at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. You're really not going to give that back to me, are you? No, I really want it. And when I want something, this is America, when I want something, if I want to give student loan relief, I just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Then what country do you think you live in? (laughs) You're thinking of the Constitutional Republic, where you'd have a case against me for some crazy reason. But since I'm an oppressed party here and don't have this book. Wait, you're an oppressed party? Yes, I get to keep it. How are you oppressed? Well, I was was bookless until just moments ago. Bookless. Yes. Now here I am. Wow. Are you in a book desert? I was in a book desert. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yes. Wow. You know the things I love? Um, the 12 rules. This is the Jordan Peterson 12 rules of life. And I, you've been talking about this recently, and I had looked back into it recently because of your mentions of it. And the one uh, where they say, uh, don't compare yourself to others. Mm-hmm. And it, it, in the... It, this that's what the summary is the, in the kids one in the adult book is that what you were going to say I was gonna are say, you reading adult books now <laughs> I go to the adult bookstore daily <laughs> right and they had it, but he talks about he kind of says it a little differently in that book which is um, compare yourself to your to uh, who you were yesterday rather than who other who others are today mm-hmm. 
And I know that was just, it's such a, I mean, really, look, the guy sold like millions and millions of copies of this. I'm not breaking new ground saying he has insight, but it really is, (laughs) it's a good way of thinking about your world. It is the problem. My son has a problem with that very thing. Mm. And I say to him every day, stop comparing yourself to others. Compare yourself to who you were Were yesterday. yesterday. Are you getting better or worse? Just do the next right thing. That's all you have to do. Just, okay, finish that. What's the next right choice I can make? Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Art wrote in a while back about his dog's experience with rough greens. He says, I wasn't sure this was going to work for my dog. I decided to give it a try after hearing Glenn talk about it over and over and over again. I'm sorry. Uh, she was slow to eat at first, but now she loves it. Uh, our problem uh, eater is not a problem eater anymore, and her energy is much, much better. Five stars. Art, thank you so much for giving uh, Relief Factor, uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) Rough Greens a shot. Don't feed Relief Factor to your dog. Um, It's not a dog food. It's a supplement, and you sprinkle it on the dog food. Got all kinds of healthy things in it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in there. Quick question. I also have a problem with eating. It's a little different, but would Rough Greens help me? Oh, I could sprinkle some stuff on there that it would make you not want to eat. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm interested. Okay. I'm going to, I'll just start doing it at lunch today for you. Okay. (laughs) Um, Rough Greens. uh, Get the first free bag, just a little trial bag. Make sure your dog will eat it. Trial bag is free. All you pay for is shipping. 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLENN-33. Or Rough Greens. R-U-F-F Greens.com. We need an independent source to push back against the mainstream media. That's why we have Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Well, let me uh, let me give you some news here that uh, could be good news. Hunter Biden's laptop. The report is out with evidence and it is going to um, Congress. Apparently, it includes 140 alleged business-related crimes, 191 sex-related offenses, and 128 drug-related crimes. So that's pretty big. It's not like an oopsie. No. No. And it seems like the type of thing most people get in trouble legally. Yeah. But yes, like, it I, does. I, I keep yes, coming back to this because, you know, it, we've had this thing where we're like, well, actually, you know what? Yeah, sure. Of course, there's the hooker stuff and the drug stuff. But like we need to talk about Joe Biden's, you know, business ties. And of course, yes, of course, this is true. This is more important nationally than whether Hunter Biden hooks up with prostitutes. But I will say this. I feel like if I decided to have a crazy weekend with yeah. hookers and prostitutes and cocaine i might have a problem with that you might have a problem yeah, with that yeah yeah and you know who else would have a problem with it uh, the authorities yeah especially if they had video evidence of me doing all of those things 
let's say a thousand times. <laughs> I just feel like they. What I, well, I, I think be, that they would come in here and take you away? Would I be completely excused for such behavior? I because don't, if so, I don't yeah. know. I mean, you rethink the life a little bit. Yeah, no, don't. Uh, <laughs> it's just bizarre. Like I get that they're talking about maybe he him getting charges on his gun related offenses, which of course is valid, right? Like if he broke the law, he lied on an application mm-hmm. to get a to get a, a firearm. Mm-hmm. Like yes, of course he should get in trouble for that. But these other things, like. It's they. It seems to sink other politicians, other public figures. We we talked about the owner of the the New England Patriots who had a scandal where he went to a massage parlor that was summer yeah, yeah. of operating as a and it was the biggest story in all of sports and and much of the news for like a month. And does Hunter Biden ever face any consequences for this? Well, we'll see. November eighth. November eighth. Dem- Republicans are saying they will open this up. Um, and if you have control of the House and the Senate, yeah, they can do some. Damage I think there, they yeah. will do some real damage there. It has to happen. By the way, you were just talking about his mistake on his gun, you know, registration, right? right, right? His yeah. mistake. There has been a 500 percent increase in federal firearm license revocations for retailers since the beginning of this year. 500%. And here's why. Um, the gun owners, and I've talked to, not gun owners, uh, the gun sellers, and I've talked to many of them. Remember the guy we had on the air that said, and they were just looking at little teeny mistakes and, you know, yeah. things we make errors. Um, yeah, they're going to come visit you again, dude. They're going to come visit you again. They have changed the definition of willful. Okay. Change the definition of willful. Willful. Here's the thing. The, um, the, the actual law says, uh, uh, oh, shoot, where is it? Oh, this show was going so good. It was going so well. And then I got to the willful thing. Anyway, I can't find exactly the exact law in what it reads, but mm-hmm. it says, look, you can have your license taken away if you are blatantly and willfully, um, you know, dismissing the rules and the laws. Okay, it, it, that, that's not mistakes. That's not for mistakes. One uh, group in um, New Jersey, one gun store, uh, sells two thousand guns. Two thousand guns. Okay, on six of the uh, federal checks, the person put. USA in county instead of in the line that says country that had their license revoked. Now that's not willful. Why? How are you really? You're encouraging that mistake. I got them here. You're encouraging that mistake. Yeah. There is a now a zero tolerance on mistakes. Not possible. Not possible. This administration has gone insane. And I'm telling you, please, please, the, the most important thing you can do out of all of it, November 8th, the most important thing you can do is get yourself in line with God. Then get your family in line with God. And please, Don't dismiss that little voice that you hear. 
You know, sometimes it's you, sometimes it's not. It's usually not you. And it's like, hey, I know that's going to really feel good, but you shouldn't do that. That's probably not you. Okay. Listen and encourage that voice and become one as much as you can with that voice. The more you obey that voice, the louder it will become. And you're going to need that to be able to survive. Things are going to get dicey. Please, please do that. Um, Six major banks, in other news, on ESG, six major banks are now under investigation. What? Mm. Hold it. Wait a minute. Citigroup, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, and Wells Fargo, they are now under investigation, not by the federal government, but by states. Attorney General uh, Eric Schmidt, who I just love, and 19 other state attorney generals announced the investigation yesterday. They want to know about the bank's involvement with the U.N.'s Net Zero Banking Alliance, which is the source and what they've adopted for the ESG radical climate agenda with the stated goal of, quote, aligning their lending and investment portfolios with net zero emissions by the year 2050. Now, what is that? The U.N.'s ESG Bank Alliance represents 40% of the world's bank. The alliance claims it reinforces, accelerates, and supports the implementation of decarbonization strategies, i.e. the eradication of fossil fuels, and notes the vital role of banks in supporting the global transition of the real economy to a net zero emissions. So they have a few questions for these banks. So you're affiliated. You've signed up. Uh, why did why did you choose? Why, why did you why did you do that? Um, can you identify the people that, you know, were in on this decision? You know, any involvement or input from your board of directors or investors, covered companies, what was your reasoning? We'd just like to know. Describe your involvement in each global climate initiative in which you have pledged to participate. What, what exactly are you doing in that? What steps are you taking? Can you identify the objectives and mission of the Net Zero Banking Alliance and describe how you're implementing this? Can you describe to what extent you've incorporated the principles for responsible banking into your operations, including but not limited to the extent at which you consulted with other Net Zero Banking Alliance signatories as part of this incorporation process? Can you describe the extent at which you, as somebody who signed the Net Zero Banking Alliance, have acted consistent with your commitment to facilitate the necessary transition in the real economy? And can you describe just, you know, you signed it. Can you just say, you know, to what extent have you acted consistent with your uh, commitment to engage on corporate and industry financial and real economy action, as well as public policies to help support the net zero? I mean, we just like to we just like to ask you those questions. Now, this should be something that is on all of, if they're proud of it, should be on all of their websites. Yeah, not. Uh-uh. No. Good. Thank you, attorney generals. This is what happens when you vote for good people. These attorney generals are actually enforcing the law. 
that doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen all that much. Uh, on the uh, midterm front, I don't know if you have heard about the the booby-trapped yard signs for Democrats that have been put in yards of people in Pennsylvania, and they haven't been asked permission, and they're Democratic signs, and they put them in the yards. And when the homeowner comes to pull them out, there are razor blades that have been taped into the sides of the uh, post and also the edges of the sign, and people are cutting their hands with razor blades. Psychotic. Psychotic. I mean, we we spent the last 40 years uh, um, X-raying candy for Halloween because there was a rumor of a res- razor blade. It never happened. It never happened. This... This is actually happening. I mean, how vicious do you have to be? I don't know. I mean, it's so bizarre. It almost makes you think that it's like every time there's a, you know, a a waitress who uh, happens to be a lesbian was given a receipt from her credit card purchase and it said, I don't approve of your lifestyle. Zero cent tip. And then you always find out it was the waitress who wrote it. Like, it's so bizarre. It almost makes you think, and maybe we'll find this out. I don't know that someone did this to themselves or someone was doing this and then complaining about it themselves. But there's no evidence of that at this time. If you're doing, I mean, what will be the purpose of this? So if someone comes out and wants to, if you want to remove a democratic sign, you're going to get your your hands cut. I mean, that's psychopathic behavior. It's psychopathic. It is psychopathic. It's like you should be in the next Saw movie sequel. You know what? You just made me think of something. Can you please play uh, Cut 3, Mayor Adams uh, from New York City? Listen to this. The cops are mad at us, though, because we roll back the private sector mandate, but are rolling back the public sector mandate. Like, public service employees still have to be uh, vaccinated. But we were requiring... All private employers mandate vaccines as well, and we've stopped doing that. So. Why? No, no. Who gives a that COVID's over? Is the short answer. Why are we still doing it for the public sector? I don't know. We'll probably stop that in a few months. 1,400 people voluntarily quit their jobs rather than get vaccinated. They don't serve their jobs back. They chose not to do a very, very harmless thing that like protects the rest of society. I don't give. They're like, this is unfair. can deal with it. We're allowed to set the terms of employment, period. Okay, stop. Did you hear what he just said? So this is the advance team for the mayor, and they're talking about COVID. And if you did, what do we care? They didn't, do, they didn't take their vaccine, so F them. F them. We don't effing care about you. Because, he said, you didn't take the vaccine to, um, uh, to protect the rest of society. Well, we've just learned that that didn't do it. They didn't even test that. They didn't even test that. So this whole thing that they ramped up and said, you're evil because you want to kill your neighbors. You won't get the vaccine. If you got the vaccine, you were just as likely to pass it on as somebody else. It didn't protect it didn't protect from transmission. So this whole thing is a lie. And you want to talk about a psychopath. What kind of psychopath would do it? I don't know. A psychopath that would say, screw these people. 
you know, they didn't play ball. They didn't take the vaccine. So they made their choice. So now they don't have a job. They can't get a job anywhere. I don't care. That's that's psychopathic thinking. And it is starting to happen a lot of places. We have to keep our hearts soft. We have to love the people who are persecuting us. We have to love the. I mean, and I'm using persecuting for a reason. I don't think we are persecuted yet, but we're on the road. But we have to find a way to live in that space. Have to. Or we'll lose everything. And most importantly, we'll lose who we are. When a product or service comes along that is so good, um, you know, you want to tell everybody about it. And when there is a product that is really, really good and it will save you money, you tell everybody about it. When there's a when there's a product that's really good, saves you money and is a giant corporation that is on our side. I mean, look how desperate we are with Hollywood. We're like, uh, he he played Potsy. He played Potsy, and I, I he didn't say that he hated Republicans, and we're all like, Potsy's the greatest, Potsy for president. Okay, we're desperate. Here's a big company that is has designed itself to be your mobile phone company, and they are in our schools trying to stop the madness. They're in our courtrooms. They're on the streets. This company is amazing, and they believe in America. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. Special discounts are available for veterans and first responders. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck, or call 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, it's uh, we're just talking about the um, the vaccine and it doesn't matter if it worked or not. Um, it, you, you shouldn't be forced. I mean, it's the Nuremberg law. I mean, it's not like a little law. It's not like, oh, you can't tie your horse to the front of the store. It's not one of those. This is, hey, what the Nazis did with science and medicine. Let's not ever do that again. So if there's an experimental treatment, you can't force people to take it. Again, though, I think at some level, this focuses on somewhat of the wrong things. If it was not experimental, if it worked perfectly in every instance, if it was 100% successful at even eliminating the sniffles, you still shouldn't be forcing people to take it if they Uh, don't want to take it. Even if it stops Ebola. Yeah. You know, because here's what happens. You have a 100% effective Ebola treatment. People start bleeding from their eyes. I'm lining up for the effective exactly. treatment. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if it's experimental, and there are going to be people that don't want it, even if it's 100% proven, there's still going to be people who say, no. Okay. So, how does that affect you? Get the Ebola the virus, back program uh, vaccine. Let me tell you about a product. I can't believe I'm I'm endorsing this product just because, you know, I, I don't know. 
I'm not a you know, I'm not a celebrity athlete or anything else. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. I want to talk to you about sweat block. It is a deodorant and antiperspirant that I have tried. And it is it's unlike anything else I've ever I've ever tried. It's the, the stick is really good. The wipes, you wipe under one arm before you go to bed, or both arms, you know, one arm at a time, and you wipe uh, these wipes on there, and then you go to bed. Next morning, you get up a shower. You don't have to put deodorant or antiperspirant on for a week. It is really exceptional stuff. You can try it for free right now. TrySweatBlock.com. TrySweatBlock.com. Go there now. You get a no strings attached starter package of sweat block wipes for free. You pay 99 cents in shipping. That's it. That's it. TrySweatBlock.com. Get a free starter pack. program final hour we are going to talk a little bit about the special that we had last night how christians are coming under attack the government and the radical left the media they are they're operating in a coordinated way to discredit and destroy people of faith that has to be done you're going to destroy a nation you have to destroy the religion of that nation and and you have to stand up against it. Here's, I'm not going to stand up, you know, and say a bullet in my head if they're saying two plus two equals whatever. I just want to see how you arrived at that. I'm going to protest about it. I'm going to raise a stink about it, but I'm not going to lose my life over it. When you start messing with my children in morality, I'm much more likely. When you tell me to violate the eternal truths that I know about Jesus Christ and God, I will take a bullet to the, I, I shouldn't say that. I would hope that I would be that guy. None of us really know in the end, especially if you haven't exercised your um, courage muscle when it comes to anything. What God are we worshiping now? Are we worshiping our job? and our reputation or are we worshiping a god that stands for eternal principles and how do you do that in america today i think we have one of the smartest business guys and one of the most ethical decent men i've ever met he joins us in 60 seconds so if you're waiting to start stocking up on emergency food until things are really bad you and I have a definite, different definition of what bad is, because I think we're at the part where it's getting really bad. 
We're somewhere between, I don't know, wars and rumors of wars, I think. Um, So please be prepared. The economy is going to take another shock. You know, if things if things uh, would get better, we're still going to have to pay for all the damage that we have done to this nation and our finances. That could be trouble for your family. Please go to My Patriot Supply, mypatriotsupply.com. $250 savings now. We're fast approaching uh, the day where you're going to have to take care of yourself or be able to help others that are in need. Go to My Patriot Supply. Get a three-month food supply for each member of your family. Maybe some extra if you're in the position where you might be able to help others. It is mypatriotsupply.com. Save $250 now, mypatriotsupply.com. So there is a new book out. It is called Leadership Not by the Book uh, by David Green and Bill High from Hobby Lobby. Welcome, David. How are you, sir? Thank you. It's good to be here with you. Oh, it's good to see you again. Yeah. Um, So first of all, I did a special last night um, about how the FBI and the federal agencies and the media are weaponizing against Christians and as individuals and as business. You uh, were your fine was how much? Well, they were going to find me $1.3 million a day if I didn't didn't follow their instructions because we got that number by the number of employees we had. It's like $1,000 a day per employee, so that was a lot of money. So $1.3 was what we were looking at. And and all all you had to do was just offer – Birth control or abortion, right? There were, there were four pills that we uh, and, and prescriptions that we could not provide because we knew that it was after the fact that we were taking life, and we knew that we just could not do that. And we had that in our had to have that in our when we signed our next insurance uh, policy, and so this was what the government was asking us, us to do. And you're just. We knew we couldn't do it. You yeah. know, it was just some things, as you were saying earlier, you just can't do. You can't right. go against your conscience. And Correct. they were asking us to go against our conscience. So um, you won that case. We did win that case. Yeah. Thank God you won that case. Right. Um, and uh, and that, you know, that, that changed uh, the course, I think, for you know, the first real big win for America as we have known it in the past. It sure uh, helped us because we, <laughs> did, did. we didn't know what we were going to do. Because people would ask me, what do you do if you win, lose this case? And I said, I don't know what we're going to do, but I do know what we're not going to do under any circumstances. Are we going to pay for someone's abortive pill? And that was what we had decided as a family. In fact, we came together as our family. We call ourselves Gen 1 and our kids Gen 2 and Gen 3. And we had all of them in a meeting to see, do you see this any different? Gen 3, the younger people in our family and all of us stood this, the ground and said, no, 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 we're not going to take life and uh, for the sake of making profit mm-hmm. at Hobby Lobby stores. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's talk about, um, by the way, I think what you went through, and I, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, it almost seems like the good old days compared to what we're facing now. Things have gone pretty much south on a daily basis here. I can't even imagine what the government's asking us to do and how they're coming against us if you uh, want to be a Christian. So somehow or another today we're seen as the haters, and yet we have the greatest story in the world about Christ who died for us while we're yet sinners. 
So we're not the haters. We're the one that's got the best and the greatest love story in the world. I, I have to tell you, I, I've met so many Christians that will come up to me and say, "Hey, Glenn, what are we gonna what are we gonna do?" And I'm like, "Well, there's only one thing left to do, and it's what everybody dismisses. But if we don't turn to God and ask Him for forgiveness and help, we're not we're not going to survive." He's the only answer at this point. And people are like, yeah, 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 I know. But what are we going to really do? And I'm like, do you not believe? Do you not believe that the guy who rose from the dead, harder trick than fixing our country, is not? I mean, people of faith, I'm not sure that a lot of them really, truly have faith that when it comes down to it, yeah, whatever happens, it's in his hands. Yeah, but I think there's something that we have to do. So I think you'll see us, our family, with a lot of other families coming on a program. And you're going to see it. You're going to see it. The Super Bowl, he gets us. So we're wanting to say, we being a lot of different people, that he gets us. He understands all of us. He hates who – he loves who we hate. And so I think we have to let the public know and, and, and create a movement, really. But that is a different – that's a different movement. I agree with you on that. There's lots we have to do. But – that's one of the most important movements I've heard, if that's, if that's what the movement you're doing. He loves those who hate us. Right. So we have to find a way to love. It doesn't mean don't stand against it. Right. Don't, you've got to be firm right. and clear on your stance. And I'm not moving. But I can't hate them. That's right. We have to present the only answer to this, and it's not politics. And you've already said it. It's him. It's Jesus who died for us, loves us. And until we accept him and know him and his scriptures and his book that he's given us, we're kind of, we can't sell, settle the right. problems we have. So you have, uh, um, you have written a book, Leadership Not by the Book. You're the founder of Hobby Lobby, which started out – I love the, the way you begin. You started out making frames with your family in the garage. Exactly. And our boys, I made seven cents a piece to put them together. My wife worked for free for five years. So we just crawled for a long period of time. But, but we have been blessed to where today we do $8 billion. And so it's, we've come a long ways. So, yeah, I think so. From seven cents yeah. to, yeah. Uh, so you have 12 principles in here, and I've, I've highlighted a, a, a few of them, but I want you just to kind of give the overview of the book. Okay. I think, you know, people ask me why I write the book, and I think one of the greatest reasons I wrote it is for us to understand that we don't own what we have. Not because I say so, because the scriptures in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament says that God owns everything. And so I think as we see what we have is owned by him, then we're nothing but servants. And I say nothing but, I would rather be a, 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 to serve and to be a, uh, to take care of what God has given us than to have ownership. If you really study down on those that have been wealthy, wealth is a curse. And so how do you handle the curse? And that is to, to uh, be someone that takes God's, uh, what God has given us and know how to handle it. I think we used to understand that concept a lot more. We were a country that had great wealth, but we helped. We helped mm -hmm. each other. We were always the first on the scene. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, it's, that's kind of like government does that. You know, we, we just have this, we're just not the same people. Well, the government's done too much, and that's why sometimes we've backed off where exactly we right. should not have backed off. Yeah. So we want to make sure that what we do with our profits really makes a difference. Okay, so, so let's go through some of the uh, principles that, that I, I'd like to talk to you about. 
build for the next 150 years, not just the next generation. I don't think there's people. <laughs> I think there's lots of people that are just building for tomorrow, yeah. not even the next generation. Yeah. This yeah. is more Chinese in your thinking. Yeah. Explain. Well, I think it's also thinking about what we're doing in our lifetime. What are we doing that doesn't matter 100 years from now? If you get to thinking and drilling down on that, yeah. you want your life to be something that's eternal and not just temporal. So that's what we're doing there. And so we're doing it with making sure that our children come along and serve the Lord and also have the same priorities you do, and that is to have Hobby Lobby going on forever if possible and be a ministry to those that are in need. How do you go from a framing place to everything you sell with that? I think there's a lot of people, they separate. I want to talk about family, too, because you talk about this separation. They separate God and, and their faith from their business. And they'll come up with all kinds of excuses that, you know, I got to do what I got to do. Right. We got to right, do business. Right. Right. I don't know how you do it without trying to find the book. This book is called Leadership Not by the Book, but it right. hopefully it's by the book. Right. And I really don't know how you do it without following the book because it gives us so much. Our Creator has given us a book that really will help us. What are some of the business decisions that you had to make that, you know, that on the surface were nuts, that regular business people go, that, that, no, but you just had assurance, I know this is what he wants me to do, and it'll work out. I think one of those things, and there are a lot of them, I think one of them is just how we treat our employees. Yeah. I, I sense the Lord just gave me uh, uh, the Holy Spirit that you need – you're in charge of these people. I'm putting you in charge of those people. And so now you're saying, well, what does that look like? Well, it looks like they need to go to church on Sunday, so you got to close on Sunday. It looks like maybe that you ought to close at 8 and only open 66 hours a week. It looks like maybe your minimum wage ought to be $18 an hour. It looks like maybe you ought to have seven different uh, chaplains to help the people in need that have different problems. So I think it looks like uh, that uh, – and all of these things, by the way, are biblical, but it's also good for business. We are very, very profitable. We have no debt. And I think See, it's- people would say, because I know you write about it in the book, people say, how can we get to you know, $16 an hour? And you're like, we're getting up to $18.50 an hour. What are you talking about? And everybody will say, and as I know, I've been around business my whole life, people will make the argument, you can't overpay. You, you can't-, you, you can't make your hourly wage that high because you won't be able to afford it. It'll jack prices up. Yeah, when we first started, we just tried to survive. So you need to understand that. It was just surviving. But as we tried to follow the book, uh, which there is, what other book do you want to guide your life by? There's only one book that's of God. The rest of them are man. There's only one, and that's his. And he's given us a book, a direction book. And when we follow it, I don't know that there's a I don't I can't tell you of a better way to run a business than following the book and follow things that I think would be pleasing to but our tell Lord. Me, but tell me how um, faith is one thing, but talk to somebody who doesn't necessarily have the faith just about how the principle of paying your employees doing all of the things that you do how do they convince somebody who doesn't necessarily may have faith but not your kind of faith yeah well my kind of faith believes that god's word of course is where we're going to be best in our life and everything that we do he's given us a, a direction our creator gave us a direction book 
But if you don't have faith, why doesn't it look good to take care of your people and they take care of yours if you had no faith at all? How does that not look good? How does what we're being told in, in God's book, how does it look wrong? It just seems to make also common sense, and that's to care people for people if you really want them to care for you. So people know, by the way, who Hobby Lobby is before they even knock on the door right. for an application. And, and because of that, I think we get the very, very best people that are out there, people that have a work ethic, people that have integrity. And so I think that's one of the secret sauces is just to have great, great people. It is it's weird, too, as somebody who is a conservative and a religious person. That I was in, I can't remember what city it was in, but I think there was a Michaels, and I didn't know that there was a Hobby Lobby. We go into the Michaels, and it was just it was just not good. And I'm like, we gotta find a Hobby Lobby, gotta find a Hobby Lobby. We go into Hobby Lobby, and it was like this little island of respite. It was just like, ah, oh, I I know things are safe here. I know things are the people are going to be nice. You know, nobody's judging. Nobody. I don't have to have any kind of stupid societal rules. You know, it's it it's nice. It's nice. I don't you, know if you've you ever know heard who that. we are when you're in our stores. You see, yeah. you hear beautiful Christian music. Every department has something that that uh, glorifies our Lord. And and if you come in the front of the store and there's Bibles and there's good Christian books, we have like a miniature Christian bookstore right in the front of our stores. You are breaking every rule of right. business. Right. You know, it, it's okay. It, you would, I uh, know, I know. But I mean, it, if you were just a business person, I think you would walk in and say, you're going to be a nice niche store. Yeah. You'll never be Hobby Lobby. Yeah. And it's just amazing. Yeah. It, we're, we're proud of what God has given us. And, and by the way, I give a glory to a lot of a great, great people. We have just a lot of great people. Our officers, by the way, average over 25 years. So we have people that stay with us, they love it. They, know, they love it because they know they're doing something other than just doing something to make the owners rich, because that's not what they're doing. Yeah. I, I want to talk to you about one more thing. I have to take a one-minute break, um, and then we'll be back. The name of the book is Leadership Not by the Book, David Green and Bill High. Um, and it is, it's kind of like uh, uh, Jordan Peterson's book. It's just got really easy steps. Just follow these if you're in business. Um, all right, let me tell you <clears throat> about Goldline. People are rioting all over the world right now. I showed you a couple of days ago. I showed you what was happening in the Netherlands, what's happening in Germany on the streets of um, of of England. By the way, 44 days is how long the prime minister lasted. 44 days. She just stepped down in England. That's the shortest term for any prime minister in the history of England. Things are changing. Please Protect yourself from inflation. Protect your, your, your nest egg from losing it all. Everything always resets to gold or silver. It's, I mean, it's the gold standard for a reason. It's the thing that had been set back in the days of Moses, set back to gold. Okay? Goldline this week is uh, doing an awful lot in specials. Every gold legal tender bar pack purchased, you're going to receive 50 of the Benjamin Franklin copper rounds at no cost. These are the uh, copper rounds that I designed. They also have them in silver and gold. They have the parting of the Red Sea on the back, which Ben Franklin wanted to be our our seal of our nation. That comes also... um, uh, You've got other things that they're throwing in for you. It is really, really... um, their highest selling products 
and they will sell out this week. So go there now. Keep yourself uh, a little safer from financial destruction. Call Goldline. Please do your own homework and see if it's right for you. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. This is this really stuck out on me in, in the book. Um, yeah, family first. My family f- come first after my business stabilizes. After I'm done working on my master's degree, I complete my PhD. I, I just have to finish this one project and things are going to change. I've said that. I hear that all the time. You say, no, family first. That's right. And when we bring our leaders in, we tell them the same thing. You say, you know, the easiest thing for you to do is your career. That is the easiest thing. But you know what the hardest thing is? Is your marriage and raising children that come up to serve the Lord. And so I really want them, as well as myself, to make sure we know what's most important in our lives. So that's something that you can do. But how how did you start that? How do you convince somebody that is like overwhelmed at work. They're like, no, I, I, I got to get this done or I, I'll, I'll lose my job. Yeah, I think that I, I, I just think if we think very long and we create all of this wealth and have no family and our kids aren't are messed up, can't we think a little bit about that and know that it how can we not get there that our family is the most important that's yeah. that has to be i don't know how you not get there to be honest with you yeah we usually say god uh, country family but the founders were very clear it is god family country because without the family there is no country exactly. without the family there is no job eventually exactly. Thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Um, David Green, Bill High. The name of the book is Leadership by the Book, 12 Unconventional Principles to Drive Incredible Results. Leadership by the Book. Very good. As always, great to talk to you. Enjoyed it. All right. Back in just a second, we have an update on the election and new poll numbers that have come out. We'll do that in just a minute. Stand by. Glenn Beck program. If the warranty on your car has expired, listen up because you're going to need to know what to do if your car breaks down. You know, maybe in the next five minutes. If it's just run out of warranty, I guarantee it'll be the next five minutes. Car repairs are expensive in the best of times, and these aren't the best of times. It's going to be trouble. And if you can't get a part, how much is the rental car going to cost you? I mean, it's just, it's, uh, you need car protection. Okay. If you're out of warranty, please. Consider Car Shield. I want you to do your own homework. I want you to look at it. But Car Shield, I have it on my old trucks because honestly, they're not worth fixing. I use them at the farm and they're perfect for the farm, but I ain't going to get very much for them, even in this economy, uh, because they're old and beat up and I want to drive them until the doors fall off. I still have a warranty because I have Car Shield. It's not exactly a warranty, but it's. It is, um, it's insurance. It's like medical insurance for your car. Get it now, 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. Save 10% on your plan. It is carshield.com slash Beck. 
Now's the time to sign up at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Just use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I really like David Green. He is really a, a yeah. I just like him. And Hobby Lobby, not? I have spent, I, they, I mean, between <laughs> our tax dollars, mm-hmm. which we all ponied up so they could go against Hobby Lobby and fight them. And then because Hobby Lobby won, which I'm thrilled about, we then had to get our tax dollars together to pay all of the f- legal bills <laughs> for Hobby Lobby. We've given a lot of money. And then what I've spent at that store, my gosh. is there, Do you go to Hobby Lobby very oh, yeah, much? Yeah. Well, if you have kids especially, it's you're like, there all the time. I can't tell you how much. <laughs> can't tell you how much I have. Anyway, it's I great. It. I love it. It's great. Um, okay, let me talk to you a little bit about... Um, let me tell you a little bit about the uh, voting data. There is some new da- actual data. The turnout is pretty big uh, for early voting. Incredible, I, I, yeah. I would say. Incredible. Okay, so because we're comparing this now to um, a presidential election. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Democrats, 57% in California. This is in 2020. 57% at this point had put, you know, that was the balance of the uh, ballots that were coming in. The ballots were coming in, 57 from registered Democrats. Right. 22% from registered Republicans. This time, 49% are from Democrats and 27% are from Republicans. Mm. Now, this doesn't mean anything other than, I, I mean, I think that... Uh, Republicans are less likely to vote early, usually. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, I mean, we've had candidates you know, encouraging them not to. Right. right? Uh, where Democrats are always encouraged to get out there, get that vote in early. Correct. And there's advantages to campaigns for doing this. Right? right. It means you don't not only do you get the vote and lock it in. You also don't have to spend resources on trying to get that person out on a specific day. It's it's a it's a massive advantage to get your people to vote early. Right. Um, uh, Florida, 51 percent Democrat at this time in 2020. Today, uh, it is 42 percent. That's down nine percentage points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last time uh, for Republicans, Florida, 29 percent. This time, 39 percent. So the spread is what interests me you're a guy who loves stats does that spread mean anything it means something but it's important not to read too much into it early voting voting data is known to be at times misleading when you're trying to draw grand conclusions out of it Uh, i'm only i'm only drawing from that that we are engaged more Mm -hmm. than they are at this point that we are more excited about going out and voting more motivated to go out and vote than they are um and if that continues all the way through that's a really good sign that would be a great sign yeah again it's just early yeah you know i think you you can take this as an indication that something like this might be happening you can't say it's 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 a point it's a point of data not an entire story okay so there's another poll this comes out from the new york times okay Mm -hmm. new york times poll asked did respondents to select one of the two following statements that is aligning closest to your view 
even if they don't match exactly. American democracy is currently under threat. American democracy is not currently under threat. 71% say we are under threat. 21% say no. The poll then took the 71% who thought it was under, uh, under threat and said, where is the threat coming from? Republicans, major threat, 28%, minor threat, 39, not a threat, 29. So the Republicans are a threat to the Republic. Major threat, 28%. Minor threat, 39. Democrats are a real threat. Um, Major threat, 33. (laughs) Minor threat, 30. Not a threat, 34%. Not a threat for Democrats or for Republicans was 29. So basically about equal. Yes. Both sides are saying the other are are threats, which shouldn't surprise you. No. But... But when you, you need to read into this a little further. Yeah, well, save that because I want to give you the rest. Donald Trump, major threat, 45%. Minor threat, 22 Not a threat, 31 Joe Biden, major threat, 38 Minor threat, 22 Not a threat, 37 So not that far off of Donald Trump. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Mainstream media. My, a major threat, 59%. Minor threat, 25. Mm-hmm. Not a threat, 15%. That's incredible. Yeah, this is a really interesting narrative that's developed over the past month or two, which is the Democrats believed, looking at polling like this, that so many people thought democracy was in trouble that if they ran on January 6th, people would run to them. And there's not a, it's not an insane viewpoint from no. their view, right? Like they, mm-hmm. we saw what happened on January 6th. People mm-hmm. didn't like it. They think democracy's in trouble. And let's I think, build that up. Let's talk, let's, let's have these hearings in prime time. Let's launch new hearings when we even have right. nothing. Let's make everything about Donald Trump. Understandable. I think, I think in 2008, that would have been absolutely the thing to do and would have won. But because we had gone through a year of setting cities on fire, with nothing in 2008 in 2008 if it mm. would have happened if somebody would have stormed the capitol oh, okay in, in 2008, 2008 it would i mean people would have been, yeah people would have mm. paid attention and went whoa mm-hmm. but because we had cities on fire and the government did nothing we weren't as shocked when people stormed the capitol we all saw it and went oh mm. my gosh this is horrible it's an interesting point but it lowered and then gave the equivocation of wait a minute wait a minute you didn't do anything here you're doing something here and these people have a reason to be pissed i mean it just gave all new wrinkles in the argument that hadn't been there 10 15 years before yeah and i think the two things the democrats didn't really understand when they saw this polling early on was while there is real concern for quote-unquote democracy in our country there are much bigger concerns Mm -hmm. right people are much more concerned about the economy and inflation and crime and the border and many other things than democracy as a as a voting issue and number two they didn't realize that half the people saying they thought democracy under threat believed the democrats were the threat Mm -hmm. they were the ones who were the problem here it wasn't that everyone thought democracy was under threat because of January 6th or because of Donald Trump. 
Many of them believe there were problems with the election. Many of them see what is going on when, you know, Republicans are being investigated by the IRS, for example. Uh, all the corruption and massive problems that have gone on, even outside of the electoral process, just the way the country is run. And so while it motivates and animates at some level, it's not the top of the mind issue. And also there's half of the country who see the what let's say the left is doing with the january 6th mm-hmm. commission and say you're viol- you're the ones doing this yeah. you're the ones violating yeah. the rules of our democracy yeah. so they really invested a lot of resources in this and it's fallen on its face well i i find it amazing mainstream media major threat almost 60 percent 59 percent minor threat 25 not a threat 15 15 percent that's about I think the number of people that work for the federal government and the mainstream media. I mean, that is amazing. It's really bad. That's amazing. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, Also from the New York Times, uh, they ranked major issues by importance. Um, Let's see. Economy was 26. Inflation, 19. And they split those two. But that's the same issue. Right. right. We're talking that's 45 percent saying mm-hmm. it's the top issue. It's incredible. That's incredibly high. Now, well, here's what also is interesting to me. Trump, Republicans and crime are in a three way tie with climate change. I don't believe this poll. Climb, crime is tied with Trump, Republicans and climate change. Crime. You know, you, you're only going to get climate change mm-hmm. and Trump Republicans. You get. You know, no, I mean, each side uh, or you get double because climate change is really important and Trump Republicans are really important. But crime, you get both parties saying crime. Yeah. I mean, again, this is the I think the way that the poll is phrased is top issue. Is that right? Um, not just is it an issue, but is that your top issue? So I think a mm. lot of people who might say crime or yeah, might say okay. the border are instead saying yeah, economy right. or inflation. You're right. I would say because it was number three on my list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So you have uh, economy, inflation, the state of democracy, immigration, then climate change with Trump Republicans and crime. So And where, um, where was abortion? Again? Abortion was fifth. Four percent. So think about what they've invested in here. I know. The democracy thing, which is not paying off at all. The Trump Republicans. The Trump Republicans thing, which is not paying off at all. And abortion. And abortion. They've, they've funneled all the resources. And now there's pretty significant evidence that independent women are turned off by all of this abortion focus. It was like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm talking about independent pro-choice women who are saying, well, you know, pro, pro-choice is it's an important issue for me. But guys, like, I got to pay my bills. I got to be able to afford bread. Right. You know, they're seeing this as like, wait a minute, you're focusing on that in this time? Mm -hmm. I think it's important too, and I want to fight for it. But wait a minute, like, I can't get my kids to school because gas is $5 a gallon. This is, I mean, this is the number one thing. I mean, the, the, the number one lesson from political campaigns in my lifetime has been the economy. The economy. People look at their pocketbook first, first when things are going badly. It's James Carville. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the economy stupid, yeah. but it was before that too. Yeah. No, if things are going poorly for the average person, the party in charge is not going to do well. How they have? I mean, maybe because they just knew the economy wasn't going to do well because we're dismantling it. 
We're just dismantling it. Yeah. And I think people a lot of times look at the economy as, oh, gosh, people just care about money. They, no, no. The, the economy is your entire pragmatic life. It's right. It's your family. It's everything. It's it's your entire existence. Mm-hmm. Right. It's how when, if you have enough money, you can do the things that you want to do. You can spend your time pursuing the, the happiness you want to pursue. There's a reason why people like getting rich. Well, it's, it's not it's just not because even, they want shiny it's things. Even, it's not even rich. No, it's, I know, I, but I'm just saying that this yeah. is why people pursue it. I know. Not because they want shiny things in their apartment right. or diamonds. That's all nice. But of course, what it is, is you're able to do the things you want to do that you believe in, that you think are important, to spend time with your kids instead of busting your butt at a second job. All these things are, are crucial to people's lives. And while... Yes, I don't know what the max is, Glenn. Maybe we can. Maybe there's some liberals in our audience that can answer this. How many abortions can you have in a year? How many abortions are you going to have in a lifetime? Even if you really love abortion, how many times are you going through that? A couple? You know, I, I guess you could have a... I don't know how many per week you can have, but I know how many times I go to the grocery store every week. <laughs> yeah. I know how many times I go to the gas pump every week. You're doing this all the time. These are things that affect your daily life. And while you might think abortion is a... Again, I do not support this view, but you might think, hey, this is a good get out of jail free card that I might use once in my life in a tough spot. Can I tell you something? This is a bad way to put it, but this is what I think you're you're going for. It's horrible to say this, but it's a luxury item. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's 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 not a necessity for most to end the life of a child. Yeah, (laughs) it's not most people. They're not like. You know, it's like you said, get out of free, uh, get out of jail free card. It's something that some people look at as a way out of a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's a luxury item. And we know half the country doesn't agree with it at all. At all. Half of the country are males. So you're talking about, let's say, 25 percent of the country that would even consider at any point getting an abortion. And then you consider you got to eliminate that to the people who would actually do it. So what are you at? Five percent of the nation. Now, I'm like, I'm not saying that's not a it's not an important issue, but it goes back to quickly how Stacey Abrams talked about this the other day. In their minds, you can abort your way out of inflation. Yeah. You can abort your way into a good economy. That's a totally different view than the average person. I have to tell you, you lost me at uh, men can't have babies. Ah, oh, crap. Uh, crap. Right. I broke a rule. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about American financing. A listener named Philip. Philip had just done uh, his work with American financing. And he got his home equity to pay off his credit card debt. Not only did they help him with the process, but they also ended up saving him about $800 a month. Wow, that's, that's an additional ten grand in cash. This is why I say, just call them. Call them. See if they can help you. That's tremendous. $800 a month in your credit card? Paid off? Uh, okay. Now, that's real monthly savings. Please do yourself a favor and call American Financing today. Just give them 10 minutes. Go over your financing. Just see if you could be saving stuff. There's no strings attached. Just ask them. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Got to start saving money. This is a great place to begin. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth.
You know, we were just talking off the air about, you know, what are you going to run on? If you're if you're the Democrats, what are you going to buy uh, run on your equity uh, nonsense and Black Lives Matter? The, the streets are on fire. Uh, what's happening in our schools? We care about your children. Really? Because that's on fire. Uh, you know, even gay rights is no longer gay. Right. That's like sim- that's simple. That's simple. How about not having strippers in my kids' classrooms? Well, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. So you can't run on that. You can't run on the economy. You can't run on, you know, we're safer today than we were. The guys on television saying, you know, we're close to Armageddon. I mean, holy cow, what could you run on? Yeah, this is why they are trying to make abortion the issue and then why they're trying to run on the democracy thing and all of these issues that people... It's not at the top of their priority list. They've got nothing else. And I have some sympathy for the strategists on the Democratic side that are trying to figure this out. They've got nowhere to go, but they've got nowhere to go because they failed. They've done a terrible job running the country, and they've destroyed it in so many different ways. And that's why they don't have an argument. The fear and the madness ends November 8th.